Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the World Class Waffle Podcast. We come to you for episode 10 this week, and we'd also like to say hello YouTube this week. All things depending if our audio and video settings hold up, but this week we are bringing you to you on YouTube as well as Spotify as per usual. Coming up in this week's episode, we feature a bit of a different section of news with various comical bits of news from the week that's just passed and one more serious one, but we don't, we're not going to delve into it too much. So coming up on this week's episode, we're going to be assessing the article of the lady criticising the British traditions. We're also going to feature a section on uni students making the best of a bad situation and the infamous Zoom call that's been going around last week of the Parish Council. But before we do get into all of that, all of us at the World Class Waffle Podcast would like to send our thoughts and tributes to Sir Captain Tom Moore, who sadly died of coronavirus this last week. Absolute legend of the country and his legacy will be continued for weeks and months and years to come because of the tributes he has done for the NHS and the work he's done for the country. So rest in peace, Sir Tom. You are a legend, and that will never be taken away from him. I mean, Captain Tom just sums up the phrase best of British, don't he? Exactly. 100%. Exactly. We haven't seen a send-off like this for years and years now, and that sums up everything up, really. This kind yeah. of public outcry, like everyone getting out in, in one evening and doing a clap like we did for the NHS in the first lockdown. Nobody's had that for a very long time, which shows everything he's done for us, even though he's, we only knew who he was a year ago. So what exactly. impact you can have in one year. Exactly. And we wish his family all the best in this tough time for him, for their family. And we hope that many more can take inspiration from Tom Moore and the legacy he has left in this country. So, first of all, on this week's episode, we are delving into British British traditions, really, of the news of a, an American lady who has been criticising British traditions and how we go about our business in our beautiful country. And she's a fine one to talk, being from America. So, not happy with this one at all. No, <laughs> it feels it's, like it's a personal story, like a personal attack. This is effectively, this is like this is, could start World War Three. The British, the British reactions we have, we've had to some of these things. Yeah, if she wasn't. If she didn't actually live in the UK, if she still lived in America, this could be an act of war. I reckon. Yeah, but this this woman's been living in the UK for about ten years now, and she clearly doesn't know what what's what's around her really, because us as Brits, we have our traditions, as everyone knows. But every country has their own traditions, and if you move to a certain country, you've got to kind of blend in with those traditions and make sure that you're part of the country. And this this woman doesn't seem to be part of the British tradition. So a couple of things she's been slagging off, really. First thing was um, beans on toast, I believe. That's a big one. Yep. Uh, fish finger sandwiches was another one, going down the food, the food side of things. Yeah, just doesn't seem to understand those two British delicacies. No, um, some other things as well. There's problems with our beaches. She didn't like not enough sand on them apparently. Which to be fair, I'll, I'll give her that one. We don't have much sand on our beaches. And then the yeah, one, the say, one I found same. Thank you. 
Yeah. Saying thank, thank you for oh, the bus just... driver. That's the yeah. weirdest one, because apparently you just, yeah. you're not polite in America, apparently. That's weird. Yeah, that's, well, so I think the Americans have kind of got their own traditions, haven't they? And as much as America is a lot different to us, we, we do share similar views on some things, but a lot of what's been said by this woman isn't true and isn't morally right, really. I mean, saying thank you to a bus driver, it's just common etiquette in this country. You get off the bus and you say thank you very much or something, and that's just that's just the way that we've been brought up through society, and that's just the British tradition, as is a lot of the food that we eat. Beans on toast. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I've never had it. I've never had it. So Never had it. Jesus. That's an outrage in itself. And fish finger sandwiches, never had that either. It did also have a full out packed out American meal for the Super Bowl as well the other night. So hundred percent and that looked banging. It, it was the best thing I ever cooked. <laughs> another one of the one of the other things that really hit home with what she said is that another just standard piece of British culture is that when something's wrong with your order at a restaurant or a cafe or somewhere like that, we, as British people, we will moan to every single person in the world, apart from anyone who could actually fix the problem. Just See, I this, don't do yeah. that either. If there's a problem, say if I was in a restaurant and there was something wrong with my food, I don't know, there's like coleslaw on it, hate coleslaw. Like, say if there was a dollop of coleslaw on it, I'd be like, excuse me, mate, can you come sort this out, please? I didn't ask for that. I'd call, I'd go to the person and be like and call them out. I wouldn't like just moan to everyone and make a scene. So that, that's, that's what Americans would do. I, I, they would make a scene though. We'd ask politely, "Excuse me, could you please take this back and replace it or something, or or it's cold, or they've not got the order right." Yeah, but she, yeah, but she, she's just, like, saying shouting to them. She's saying that we'd moan to everyone but the person that we'd have to moan to. It's, it's true. In a way. It's quite a British thing. If it comes in, if you're sitting there with a ta- on the table, say your family, they've got like three, or three or four people around the table with you, and they bring an order, and like you said, they say there's coleslaw on it, which you don't like. The British thing to do is to turn, is announce to the whole table, there's, oh, there's coleslaw on it. I don't want that, do I? Then the waiter comes over five minutes later. How is everything? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> lovely. Thank you. To be fair, I've been in a restaurant before, and my mum's called me out for calling them out, and I'm like, well, no, that's not what I asked for. Like, you go. that's just what we do. We, we expect <laughs> things to be done in a certain way, and if they're not, oh, yeah. then we will complain. But I think, in a way, she's right, but in a way, she's not. Yes, we will complain and we will make our presence heard, but some people will actually say it to the waiter themselves and make their presence felt in that restaurant. Yeah. Sometimes, maybe even make a scene, who knows? But I think I'm more outraged at the foods that she's been slagging off, really. Beans on toast, for example, as a major lazy student meal or a lazy meal in general. Fish finger sandwiches is just god-tier status. Um, yep. So Never had it. I might have to try that. I may have to try that, to be fair. Well, there's two like really common lazy meals, and she said in comparison that her lazy meal would be mac and cheese, which I know for a fact me and Ben have both tried to make, 
over the course of this year and it, t- it took about 45 minutes and was yeah. an absolute faff to clean up so i'm not it's, sure i'm calling yeah. that a lazy <laughs> meal really i think it totally probably took about four, two hours to prepare it and then cook it which beans on toast no, listen, take five long, minutes man. beans on toast about five minutes you just shove your bread in the toaster put your beans in the microwave make sure they're not in a metal tin as i've done before um and job the good <laughs> yeah that was a whole different episode you putting that can in yeah, we, we don't, don't we, we, we don't need to get onto that really it's not important no. <laughs> um, it was a slight confusion. It was a slight lapse in concentration on my part. That put me in quite a panic. That because I wasn't in the room at the time. I was in my room, and I could suddenly hear loads of screaming coming from the kitchen. So I thought, "Oh bloody hell, what's happened here?" So I quickly rushed in, and then everyone was like, "You put a tin in the microwave." Yeah. I thought one of you had like smashed your head in or something. There was loads of screams everywhere. <laughs> Didn't know what had happened. Yeah, it wasn't my finest uh, moment, that's for sure. Um, but another thing, well, is beaches, really. I mean, yes, the Americans have got quite nice beaches. The Americans have got quite nice beaches as well. The Americans have got quite nice beaches, to be fair. They're nice, golden and sandy, with nice, uh, warm oceans. Us, on the other hand, yeah. all our beaches have got dog poo on them. And the water's yeah. bloody freezing. Yeah. So the beaches is the one thing that like just that I've seen that I'd kind of agree with her with because like the nearest one to me is Felixstowe and that is one hundred percent stones. There's like no sand until you get to about the last couple of feet where the where the sea is. Well, like, I can imagine if Felix out, like, fell, it's probably all polluted because of the port nearby as well. Yeah, it's not great, but like that's what I, I do agree with her there. Like it is. It's not really a beach, is it? It's not brilliant, but it's still everybody's lo- everyone locally will love to will go there on a sunny day or whatever, just walk down the beach. And I just think I've never really understood the hype behind it because it's just loads of stones that are uncomfortable to walk on on a freezing cold sea. So yeah. I will give her that one. But the sandy, the few sandy beaches we do have are very nice. But I get the point yeah. where you come from that why you're excited to go and sit on stones. Well, the thing is, it's, 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 that's that's emphasis on the few sandy beaches that we do have that's a good yeah, point yeah. but me being from the midlands we don't have the premium of having many beaches i mean my nearest beach is skegness which is probably about 70 miles away i oh, mean that's standard location that is that's brilliant it's, well skegness is basically it's it's just not the best place in the world really let's just put it that way it's 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 chaff central that's what, that's what i'm gonna say you can't diss it Skegness and Blackpool, the top two UK holiday destinations. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's where everyone. That's where you have to go. If, you, if you're British and you haven't been to each of them at least once in your life, you're not doing it properly. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, which shows that Britain probably doesn't prevail in comparison to the USA, whereas some of their beachy locations, like Los Angeles, for example. I mean, compare LA to Skegness, for example. It's not really, it's not yeah, really worth a comparison. It's not really a comparison. It's Skegness. No, I mean, some, really. some of their beaches look incredible. Yeah, they it do. Really does. They do. You've got Florida as well. Florida, LA. Miami. Got Miami, exactly. It's in Florida. Yeah. Um, 
you've got the South Coast as well and the Gulf of Mexico as well. That's all nice and pretty. Whereas we, all we've got is really Skegness, Blackpool, and places like that, which are renowned for our beachy locations, which, no offence. Somerset has a nice beach. The, to be fair, the beaches in the south of our country are very nice. And we've got uh, a lot more... I went to one... To get to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I went to one when I was younger. I went to one when I was younger. 27 miles of sandy beach in Breen Sands and Canberra Sands. Brilliant. That's like Ross said. The only, the only down with our yeah. beaches is they're an absolute nightmare to get to. Yeah. None of the nicest ones are horrible. To be fair, I'm quite thankful that in, nice the, in the south right now, I'm quite thankful in the south right now, it's just completely snowing. Because remember this time last year, there was like a heat wave when the first lockdown hit. Yeah. And the whole beaches were packed. The whole beaches were packed. Well, you see those images of Bournemouth. Yeah, I remember when when March, yeah, the whole place was just ramo. But right now, the South is experiencing a lot of snow, like continuous snow, so... But it's, it's interesting yeah, with this woman. We've had four days. We've had four days of snow here, and I've just had enough now. The fourth day in, I'm just now. It's just irritating. <laughs> it's like getting to the point now where it's icy. They're just trying to take the dog for a walk, and you nearly slip. The thing over is, that's another. Pie. That's another British tradition as well. Like we're just so like moany. Like yeah. we moan when there's a heat wave. We moan when there's like continuous snow. We moan when it rains. Like we're just not happy with the weather. It's like, not just the weather. weather. It's, it's not, not just the weather. weather. We, we moan when the train's late. We moan when the buses are late. We moan if things haven't gone our way, for example. And we moan if our... Uh, we just well, moan in general. Yeah, exactly. We're just a moaning bunch To be fair, stuff. I've had that before. I've there, there's a got, there was a guy I got on the bus, and he moaned that like the bus was early. It was at, at least like two minutes early. But he said, what if I was like coming at the time that the bus actually arrived? I wouldn't have made it because you'd already gone. Like, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But going back to the point that this woman's made, I mean, she's made the decision to live in Birmingham and that's a flaw. There's no beach around there, love. There's, that's a flaw for her, in a way, just straight away by choosing to live in Birmingham. No offence to the Brom, sur- but it's not exactly the most glamorous she place to live. where Birmingham was. <laughs> it's, it's she did not describe herself place. as well. No, she did describe herself as a cheerleader for the city as well, which which made me just kind of think. I think she might be the fir- the only person who lives in Birmingham that doesn't just constantly moan about how crap Birmingham is. Yeah, everyone else who lives there just seems can't fair. just want to live anywhere else, but she loves it apparently. Fair play. To be fair, I'm surprised. I'm surprised she knew where Birmingham was because if you describe like the UK from a American standpoint, you're just like, oh yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Where, where are you? Where are you from? from? London. Which part of London are you from? By actually living in Manchester. Yeah. Where's that? Just... Is that up north? North London? No, just north of the country. <laughs> like, it's the only. Like, I don't know. It just seems to be a thing everywhere else. I mean, I know we're only small, but like, it's like us going up to an American and like sitting in the middle and asking them what part of New York they're from when they're from LA. Yeah, uh, they're two completely separate. They're two completely separate places, and then, but then America is just everywhere is London. Apparently, the country is called yeah. London. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that the Brits do better than the Americans. I mean, we are more intelligent 
in a general cohort, really. We we make better decisions. Um, judging by well, we make better decisions for the politicians as well, by the looks of it. Um, no, nah, did, nah, did you see Boris's haircut? Did you see his hair today on Prime Minister's Questions? Mate, someone give him a comb. I've nearly <laughs> lost faith in Boris, to be honest. But we're, <laughs> not, we're not getting into laughing. political discussions. The fact that he was Trying laughing at like Prime Minister's Questions. Sorry, yeah, my bad. Bugs me. <laughs> I apologize. The thing that the thing that I think we'd all be in agreement here. The one thing we'd like to take from America, if we were all to go and live there, is the portion sizes. Oh yeah, and the sport for me, for me, it's a sport. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, nah, See, I, 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 I wouldn't, the, I wouldn't the mind that. I wouldn't mind sport because I'm not the biggest fan of American football and baseball, and I am more of a fan of British traditional sports like football, cricket. For example, all those sorts no, of things. No, I'd take the sport over there than over here on that one. Shows why you're more of an American than any of us. <laughs> here we go yeah. again, yeah. We should, effectively, we might as well just call this segment of 15 minutes of establishing John's as secretly an American. Yeah. A yank, yeah. May as well. No, yeah, baseball, Amer- American football, ice hockey, you know, I mean, NBA. The Americans I have done them. some good things for this country. I mean, fast food won with them introducing yeah. fast food restaurants over here. But yeah. it does promote obesity, which isn't great. Um, 100%. My gut thanks oh. you for it. Dear me. It's fine, isn't it? Nobody, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a bit of a laugh. Yeah. fast food I mean, I mean, that's, I think that's the other excuse we always have, and people say well, the obesity levels here aren't very good, are they? Everyone just turns around and go, "Yeah, well, at least we're not America, are we?" Yeah. That seems to that's a get out get out of jail free card, apparently. Yeah, but have you seen them? Have you seen that UK versus US food wars thing on on YouTube? Sometimes yeah. the sidemen reacts to it. The actual yeah. stuff that they put into their like they were doing Pizza Hut the other day, and the the, the things that they were putting in their dough compared to yeah. the UK is just like flour, eggs. Like, and the stuff that they were putting in there is compared to, to the UK. I'm like, they had a list. And I'm like, yeah. no, most of that is not necessary. What are you doing? I, prefer, I, still, I still prefer that, though, to be honest. Definitely very, we're definitely very biased towards food, I think, all three of us. And, oh, yeah. And then on the American side. 100%. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The, the sizes, like, yes. Hundred percent. I mean, I, I remember watching the the McDonald's one, and they're they're large. Uh, they're our small. No, our large is their small. Yeah. Like when you talk about like Coke, I was like, raw. Yeah. Well, we were saying about how Americans refer to everywhere in the country as London. So somewhere they definitely wouldn't have heard of is Sheffield. So I think we why don't we move <laughs> on and talk about the stories come out of there recently? Yeah. This this was a uh, fun story that. Um, occurred from student accommodation in the, at the University of Sheffield. Um, basically, what happened was that uni students, as the majority do, get bored in this national lockdown, and they came up with a genius idea to make a club in their basement of their uni accommodation as they haven't been able to enjoy the uni, uni life. And I think that's a really smart idea. Yeah, as we said, as long as they, as long as they're keeping it to themselves, not inviting anybody else around to, as long as no other flats are going around, fair enough. 
they're not breaking COVID rules. It's all good. Great idea. I'm just more surprised at the fact that they've managed to get a basement in a student house. Exactly. I'm surprised I've even got the room yeah. to do that. That's quite a surprise there. Usually you struggle for you, room. You, and know, you, know if, you know if that was us, that would be, be like our man cave for football. Like That's where we'll go. Football, <laughs> yeah. beers, pizza, the lot. Like That's our little moment. Do you know podcast what I mean? Podcast room. Yeah, yeah, podcast room, yeah. Build a <laughs> studio in the basement. It'll be proper soundproof then, wouldn't it? Underground. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think this is a really clever idea, actually. And I could, I can, yeah. Students across the country have had their first years, or, well, this whole, it's basically a year now. They've had it torn apart. Yeah, by, not far off, are we? They've had it torn apart by COVID. And this is making the best of a bad situation, really. And fair play to these students, because, yes, a lot of students are bored, or three included. Um, Definitely. And, this this puts a differential on it really. It makes it a bit more entertaining student life if they're being locked down in their student accommodation, for example. And they're managing to make the best out of a bad situation, which good on them, all I'm saying. You may as well use the spare room in our flat to make that into a little club room, get all the furniture out and just make it into a little man cave. What spare room? The room 15 that no one's occupying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice to actually get into it. It's still yeah. locked, isn't it? Take all the furniture, yeah, make it into a, base, uh, a basement, <laughs> and put, it, put loads of... Um, get some equipment. strobe lights. Yeah. 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 Make, make the most of it. Make the most of it. But fair play to these students. That's a clever yeah. idea. And it poses the question of what... Well, if it's, what students can do? Why not? What yeah. what things could students do to pass the time and make the best out of the unprecedented times we are living in at the minute? What else could people I mean, do? Our solution, our solution was to make this well, podcast, which is that's well, going quite well so far. So. I know, I know, flat, I know, flat free on a nightly basis with the sounds that they make. They have Nerf gun wars. <laughs> well, it, me and Harry were. Playing a trumpet with rolls of cling film before we left. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> and we were to playing, fair, and we were playing ping pong with up. pans. Yeah. That's to be fair, I woke, I, I woke up to used to doing that, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" That was that was the <laughs> day we before we were filming our when, Christmas special. Yeah, when you was doing the, when you was doing the when you was doing the trumpets, I woke up what in the middle of you was doing that, and I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, because we, we just came to do that like your room. Clearly my age showing, but, you know, I was like, what the hell is that racket? What is going on? We went. We also went for a phase where we were playing football in the hallway. That went. That lasted for about a month, that phase. Yeah. Pretty much every night, just pinging the football around for an hour before we went to bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I was also playing ping pong with, uh, with our walks and pans. Oh, no, it was baking yeah, trays. No, it was baking trays. trays. Yeah. That, that was fun. That made a bit of a racket. Um, we can't quite a lot of things. We're not quite. We're not quite. You could have just knocked on my door. We've got ping pong bats, boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no got to be creative. Fun that though, is it? Got to be creative. I mean, there's also throwing not a rugby ball. Creative, not... Yeah, that's caused some damage. That one. That yeah, my bad. bad. That was cool. <laughs> you did smash Byron's bowl, and that was the only. That's the only. Somehow, that's oh, the only. Well, remember that. That's <laughs> the only accident we've managed to cause. Somehow, despite all these things, we broke one bowl. 
And that was yeah. Ben's fault anyway, so that's fine. But I reimbursed him. I reimbursed that was That was not yeah, that me. Was, that wasn't me either. I think it was I think it was a collection of Harry and John really, but anyway, it's it's making it a situation. It's established from this, just talking about this. Maybe we need to actually like put some more thought into our ideas. We just seem to do the stupidest things we can think of when these people yeah. have actually just gone and made a nightclub and you know, given us they can use more than once and we just thought we just put two random household things together and then come up with an idea. And that's an hour's entertainment. I'm surprised they managed to do that, though, on a student budget. How much must they have spent yeah. on, the, on the lighting and stuff and various accessories they need? Because that costs a lot of money. I don't know. Well, to be fair, if it's like a household of, like, how many we've got, I mean, we've got, what, seven, six boys, one girl? Mm. Well, well seven, seven as well, but we have um... <laughs> Oh, and Seb, yeah. Fair. Shout out to Seb. Al- aloha. Um... <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is just band together and chip in, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So then the cost comes down pretty much. It's like what we did with the Now TV stick. Just chip in and it worked out like three quid. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. Maybe we, maybe, we need to come sure. up with, maybe we need to come up with something like this next year and we move out the halls and into our house. Maybe if we got some space, we'll come up with something clever to do with it. We will have a spare room yeah. next year. We will. It's an eight-bedroom house. And there will be a... It's an eight-bedroom house. I've seen the plans. I thought it was a, a seven-bedroom house. I think they're only advertising seven, but there is an eight-room. Mate, you know we're getting AstroTurf put in there and playing football. Well, you're paying... That just, makes it sound like, that just makes it sound like we're getting a bloody mansion or something, eight bedrooms. It's, it's really it's like, it's like dragging out the size of the house. Yes, like, we've rich. got eight bedrooms here. We're students of a mansion. This is how well the podcast is going. No, it's just a normal house. <laughs> this is Stoke for you, ladies right. and gents. To be fair, right on top of the university as well. Prime location. It, it, I'm it, it, so we've glad well. we've, we've got it. Well with it. We've done well with it. That's, that's what we're getting in early does. And, we're just setting and ourselves up to get egg. And the fact that right now everyone's panicking, like, where am I going to live for next year? We've we done it, what, October we signed our agreement? I think, we, I think we agreed it in November. I think the contracts were signed mm-hmm. in November during the second lockdown. That's 2. what 0. happens when you gel together straight away. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. right, we're sticking together for the next two years. Bosh. Let's get on it. That yeah. was the most genius thing we've done so far. No, that was intentional. Get on that others. really early. Because now, yeah, we, we don't have to worry about it now. Whereas people right now, because it's like February, we, we move out in what, four months? Yeah, not far off that now. Yeah, people right. Yeah, people right now on campus are actually starting to panic about how where they're going to live next year. Like they're still trying to sort their accommodations out, and I'm like, well, I'm just chilling. Me and the boys have got me and me and the boys have got the seven bedroom, eight bedroom house. We're good. Have we managed to go from talking about students making the nightclub to just bigging ourselves up for five minutes? Well, Well, because we're going to make a nightclub with that spare room, aren't we? You know what I mean. We've just, been pl- we've just been praising ourselves for five minutes or so now, so I think we better move on. Yeah, it's we a pandemic, well. you know, it's small may wins, well. boys, small wins. Yeah, well, next topic we're going to be discussing is another comical topic that's happened in the last week. Um, this, this, because it's been so topical, it has made national news, and it yep. is the uh, 
the old council meet, the parish council meeting. Well, that, it only came to light this week, didn't it? Yeah, it came to light this week, but it happened at the start of December. Um, but it's it it poses for how good the British public are. It's finding stuff like yep. this, finding stories like this of the parish council meeting in a small Cheshire village. It's a bit it's mental how this is just. How this is just blow. Hundred percent. Like the woman involved, though, she's just a savage, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. She loves it. Yeah. She loves it. She doesn't. St- she doesn't stand for anything. So Fair a play bit... to her, though. I mean, have that sort of attitude with it. Just, just ben, bit, hit us with the backstory on this. Yeah, a bit of context behind it. Um, obviously, it's it was a parish council meeting, I think it was in Wilmslow, in Cheshire, um, which has got... A uh, handwarf, I think. It's Yeah, something like that. It, it was on the outskirts of Wilmslow, which is quite an upper-class area of Cheshire. Um, and mm. basically, it was a parish council meeting where it just got quite entertaining, really. Um, and quite heated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen, say, if you haven't seen it, you're not going to know what we're going on about for now. But just Google Hanforth Parish Council Zoom meeting and watch the video, and then you'll be laughing by the end of it, and you completely understand what we have here. It's absolutely brilliant. I don't think I've not heard anybody who's seen it not just found it hilarious this week. Yeah, that's why it's got into the national news, and. You've seen interviews of Sky News interviewing this Jackie Weaver person who caused the outrage and caused the quite comical comical scenes that we've been experiencing in the last week. I mean, Sky News have interviewed her. Um, huh. Yeah. Dear me, it's, it's welcome to the... I mean, you've had, you've had celebrities, like, tweet about it. I mean... Am I right in understanding she kicked out on this Zoom call, she kicked out the chairman of the council. And yep. the vice, and then, and then And then the vice started piping yeah. up, having a go at her, and she booted him out as well. Yeah. I mean, the the chairman, the, the, the irony was brilliant, as the chairman was telling her how she has no authority, forgetting that she, it was her call, so he was then gone straight away. His basically just reaction was actually yeah, I do actually I do actually have authority and authority even and they go, No and now you're out, bye. And then the vice chairman didn't take very well to that and then he even he, he followed soon, quite soon afterwards as well. Yeah. It's been so one of the best things about this as well, it's been like we were saying, is not just the actual thing itself, but that was brilliant. It's just just generally British people reacting to it. Like the, some of the tweets that have come out surrounding this thing have been brilliant. I mean, there's been talk People have joked about Netflix, about Netflix getting by on the rights and it being a series next year. Someone, someone else said about it being a new soap starting that should start next year. Some, the, one of my top ones I saw as well was somebody said Donald Trump would still be president if Rudy Giuliani's replaced with Jackie Weaver. I mean, I'm not sure the American people would really want Donald Trump as their president anymore because of his impeachment trial that's coming up. Um. Yeah, it got approved, didn't it? It did get approved, and it shows it shows how good the British public are if they can find stories like this. 
that yeah may not may never have got to national news but then a journalist has found this story and then made it get to national news and now it's probably going to spread all across the world and stuff just jackie beaver from hanforth i feel i feel like like i i mean it's been tweeted by multiple celebrities i mean gary linda could put Feel like I should attempt a Jackie Weaver joke by now, but I don't think I have the authority. Like top banter, top banter from the lad. Yeah, it's quite it a just, few of those sort of things going around. It's a top tier. It's, it just it helps, shows. It just the, keeps you reacting. Uh, just keep like we just every like that seems to be the same thing with all these sort of things. Like you see, like BuzzFeed articles or places like that saying just top British tweets because we are one of the funniest nations on on Twitter at the moment. I'd say. Uh, so, because of how we bounce off things like this and then keep everybody going. Yeah, agreed. And there's, 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 it's not just this story that keeps getting into the news. There's loads of little comical stories that get put out across the UK press now and then. I mean, there was another one as well of a French man slagging off Greg's. Um, yeah. There was, there was a man who tried a Greg's sausage roll for the first time. Um, and his reaction to it was interesting to say the least let's put it that way I'll, I'll read what he said I know British people are sometimes described as explorers of and I have to admit Greg's managed to do something groundbreaking with their sausage roll as I chewed and swallowed I simply couldn't understand how something could taste so bland and so revolting at the same time the crust tastes like cardboard that was passed through a flu- food blender and then compressed together into a puff pastry. The sausage is all over the place. Sometimes it feels like mushy gelatine. Sometimes it's spicy. Yet I chewed through it and bite after bite, I could see its intrinsic value. I can't say I liked it, probably because I didn't, but it was all right and it gets the job done to fill you up. <laughs> it, I mean, to be just... fair, I... I have to agree with him because I worked for the company that made Greg's sausage rolls and and the bacon and cheese turnovers for about a year and a half. A small company on the Isle of Sheppey called David Wood Bacon. They also have a, a sister factory of the same name up in Bolton that distributes it all to the north. So all the Greg's outlets and shops up north. And yeah, he is spot on, to be fair. It's just stories like that, really. That they're not—you'd never—you'd never expect them to get international news. At no, all, not at all. At all, and it just shows that we do live in quite an entertaining country for many reasons, um, and stories deserve to make their way into the national press. Because to be just, fair, it's. it's... You got to. It's 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 about being entertained while in lockdown. With, with you know, we can't do anything. No pubs are open. You know, like it's it's about trying to stay entertained and trying to stay positive during these tough times. Exactly. I think you summed it up really well there. It's like we're seeing the. I think the more of these we are seeing hitting national media is because they just give somebody they give a bit of light relief, like. We tried to mix up the podcast this week. We've had a few quite serious episodes back to back, so we thought, why don't we yeah. pick more? Let's pick out some more of the fun stories. I like, always see on the news now. It's about you know, the programs like what half an hour long, and it's about twenty five minutes of depression, and it ends with a bit of a laugh like this, and it just picks you back up again. 
Exactly, yeah. what, exactly what we try and do. Because if you've if you got to sit for all the news this week, so we thought all the stuff going on, whether it's po- even hopefully it's been more positive in recent weeks with the vac- how vaccinations are going. But ultimately, the news at any point, not even throughout the pandemic, the news is more negative than it is positive. So you've got to look for these sort of things, be a light relief, give yourself a laugh. And hopefully, we've shared three more of you today if you hadn't heard them before. I mean, I know yeah, and it's like with the Jackie, Jackie Weaver situation. She she took it all in great stride as well. She took it yeah. she took it all in good faith and everything. Like it was great to see. It's times like that where you you know that like the country can be united in a positive way to try and get through times like this. Exactly, exactly. And ITV at the end of their news programs at ten o'clock, for example, they most of the show is the doom and gloom of COVID and all the negativity that happens in the world. But their final news story is always something positive or something that's quite comical. Because yeah. I saw the news anchor Tom Bradbury yeah. practically peeing himself last night because of how funny he found a story that may well crop up in next week's episode. Um, yeah. But it just shows that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is positivity out there. We've just got to look for it. Definitely. Um, I think that does well conclude this week's episode um a bit of a different episode for this week um not our normal doom and gloom we've tried to spread some positivity this week and some more comical stories that have made the news um and if if this episode does well this may be way where we look to push things forward to and maybe either our content awards but who knows it's a tester episode. Oh, let, it does. let us know what you thought of this of this new kind of thing we've been trying. Do you prefer it to what we were, have been doing before? Obviously, we've mentioned YouTube now. Hopefully, if everything's gone well, and if you can see our faces now, you'll you'll know it worked, and you'll probably also be thinking, "Bloody hell, they're uglier than I thought they were." But we'll move. Yeah. We'll ignore that part, that Pretty side much. of things. Obviously, the advantage of YouTube is obviously the comments on the video. It's easier to go directly to us. You can't comment on a spot on Spotify. So we've still got all our socials as well. I know Ben likes to plug them once an episode, so I'll give him a chance. Oh, yes. Um, I'll include the YouTube this time as well. So starting with Spotify, obviously, we're the World Class Waffle Podcast. You can go and follow us on there. Make sure you stream all our episodes that have been up so far. Facebook, World Class Waffle Podcast. Twitter at Class Waffle and Instagram at World Class Waffle Podcast and also YouTube World Class Waffle Podcast. There's the new one added. <laughs> yeah, we say just let us know what you think. Like we always we say it every week, but we love people to get in touch. And obviously, YouTube comments are one of the easiest ways because you can literally say it directly with the episode rather than having to close down or have to come off Spotify and open one of the social medias to message us. Exactly. Easy and enough also, to leave a comment. It also gives you the opportunity to just like us off if, if you're not liking our content. We like to think we're entertaining, but hey-ho. Um, that, that does conclude episode 10 of the World Class Waffle podcast. Um, we'd like to reiterate the point that we made at the start of the episode. Um, we wish Tom Moore all the best. Um and rest in peace to a British legend. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and goodbye. Goodbye.